Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today's show is with the design team over at Bowstone in Tallahassee, America. These are the guys that gave me the list back to the airport uh, from Croc Train 19, and you'll hear about their story from the episode. Uh, it's also the uh, the guys that Jeremy Spinks manages. Uh, we had him on this show, episode 129, I think it was. Um, yeah, another great episode, and, and just nice guys uh, as he is. Um, yeah, I'm really pleased to have met these guys. Uh, I'm, I'm fantastic to, to finally share their episode of the podcast. I'm sorry I've, I've sat on it for quite a while, um, but yeah, it, it's finally going live, and it's a really good one. So we were talking about uh, design studios and um, how the, the creative scene is is more focused. The blogs and sort of the the conferences that we all go to seems to be more focused towards freelancers. And there's actually nothing wrong with going into a design studio, especially as a young designer. Um, it's actually really important to get the skills that you need to go freelance if you ever want to do that. And even just being a studio designer, um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. You get to work on fantastic projects. So throughout the episode, we discuss why it's so good to work in a studio um, and, and how to get noticed by one if you're a young designer and how to impress them uh, on interviews. So I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, please let me know what your thoughts are in the, the comment section below from YouTube uh, and iTunes and um, take a screenshot, share on social media, uh, tag at Creative Waffle if you can. And I'll see you at the end of the episode. Well, we're going. We're in. Welcome to the podcast. This is it. The recording. It's the first time we've had five people on the show. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess, who are you guys, and how did I meet you, and, and tell us a bit of the background. Uh, who wants to take that? Let's start with Michelle. Yeah. Oh, I haven't met you yet. Uh, so let's start with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Michelle. I'm, uh, well, I guess we are uh, designers here at Bowster in uh, marketing and communications. Um, but I'm the newest addition. Uh, I've been here for like nine months. Cool. So, yeah. I'm Whitney. I'm a web designer here. Uh, we met Mark while we were at a design conference in Baton Rouge. Crop. Crop. Uh, we met him just like throughout the conference and then when we were on our way back he needed a ride to the airport. Um, and everything was going great until <laughs> our tire blew out and um, we had to change the tire on the side of the road and we had no idea what we were doing. So we all got super sweaty and greasy uh, <laughs> and drove on a donut for like 50 miles. So Mark had a great time. And that's the general story about how we met Mark. Hello, I'm uh, Jason. Uh, I also met Mark um, in Baton Rouge at Crop. And it was a great time. Uh, cool guy and uh, glad to be doing this. Um, I'm a web designer here at Bowstern and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Brandon Solomon. I'm a web or, no. I'm a graphic designer here at Balstern. Um, yeah, I met you at Crop along with the rest of the team, and um, you know we had some good bonding moments over that tire issue. You know. Oh, I'm Brian, and I am a graphic designer here, and I met you down at Crop, and uh, I think it was the industry print shop workshop, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that's when I thought Jeremy was a was an Australian guy. Yeah, he thought he was Australian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't tell him that. Yeah, okay, you didn't tell him. <laughs> he can hear us right now. So, uh, as a, I loved Crop and, and meeting you guys was awesome. And again, thank you very much for giving me a ride back. It really did help. Uh, I can't believe I didn't have a plan. Like Jeremy told me on the last when we did a podcast after Crop, he's like, why, "Why didn't you have a plan? Like, why?" why 
like, what was going on? You're coming to America, not even knowing how to get home. It's great. But <laughs> <laughs> you made it. Well, you made it back. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Uh, I wish I stayed in America, to be honest. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so much cooler out there. But, um, Is it yeah. though? I mean... You know, because we kind of want to be, you know, it's like 100 degrees here every day. You know? I yeah. Know it's like where you are, but when we go it's off... It's raining. We're pretty much immediately melting. So... Yeah, that sweater that you're wearing is just like a joke to us right now. <laughs> it's just rain outside here. It's just going to be cold cold and rainy <laughs> throughout the whole of the winter now. But yeah, thank you very much for the introductions. Uh, I guess we'll talk about studio life and the whole podcast will be based around that and sort of advice to young people getting into studios and just how you are as a team, uh, how you deal with each other and don't annoy each other too much and uh, how, how teamwork goes and leadership and um, yeah, and just general advice to young people as well um, and young designers, that's what the podcast is sort of aimed at. So uh, so what sort of, what was the decision really to make, to, well, to find a design studio and not go freelance or not work for yourself? As, as any, because obviously you've all got different backgrounds as five years, it's going to be a bit, of, bit hard to, because to, um, I guess you all come from mm-hmm. different backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you all come sort of out of out of college or university straight into design industry or like what's the who's got the weirdest um, background? I was I was in the army for eight over eight years and then um, got out went to went to art school and I was working professionally before I graduated so I've been doing it pretty much since I've been in school um, and it's always been uh, not an agency I was mostly in house at a few different places, um, and I was usually like the only designer where I was at, um, so I didn't really like that too much. I'd rather, you know, be around some other designers. I mean, it was cool sometimes, but it's good to be around other designers and, you know, other creative people that you bounce ideas off of and learn some things from, um, and bounced around a little bit and ended up here um, on this team, so I guess that's... That's about it for me. Mentioned the thing about working working with other people as well. That's that's massive for for uh, being around other, well for for um, social skills and just, just yeah. Getting lonely. yeah. <laughs> I guess because I, I get quite lonely. I get quite lonely over here and just, just not talking to people. So it can definitely happen. And I know a lot of other people that do. So um, so yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Has anyone else got any weird starts to the? I started off in the museum industry. I worked for uh, the Department of State and state-run okay. museum for about. Four years, um, just uh, designing exhibits, designing like the materials for exhibits, the, um, the advertising for them, and um, I really liked it. I really liked working there, but um, it's a state, so they don't really. You know, it has great benefits, but the pay wasn't really um, too great. So I made the jump over to agency life, and um, and it's been really cool. I'm a very like teamwork oriented type of designer. You know, I just go crazy working by myself at home. So it's really um, 
fun to come into the studio and just be around like-minded people and um, just, to, just to have fun, you know, and be able to look at other people's amazing work and, um, and get, like, really valuable critique and feedback. And overall, it just, it just um, it's helped me, being part of this team, uh, just helped me grow as, as a designer and, um, and kind of, like, push my own limits and push my own abilities. Because all these people are really talented. So we're all kind of like pushing each other to um, yeah. to do to do better work. Yeah. yeah, I guess that you find that find that when you're working with other people, you, they push you. And uh, I, mean, I sort of get it from social media, but you can also take it on a, on a bit of a downside when you're looking at other people's work too much, and uh, and and you sort of you put yourself your own work against other people's. But is it is it different when you're working in a studio with someone where you you're sort of working on the same projects as well? I guess you're wanting to be. Uh, you, know, you want do you, do you get competitive at all? Is that that's my real question? Like, are you working against each other in that way? Okay, so I wouldn't say that we're competitive necessarily. I think like when we go down to like logo design and we all kind of have our own ideas and we kind of present them to each other, that's probably the most competitive. But what's really cool about our crew is that we hype each other up rather than like tearing each other down or like trying really hard to like be the best. We'd rather help someone's idea be as good as it could possibly be. And, you know, if their logo ends up getting chosen by the client, it's like, well, we all kind of had our little hand in that, and there's a pride in it in general because, you know, we we helped them get to that point. And that's kind of why our crew is special, because we're not, we're not backstabbing, we're not talking behind each other's backs or anything like that. We're really just trying to support each other. Yeah. Everything that comes out of the studio is a, is a reflection of the studio, of us as a whole team. So when, when a client gets a logo or a branding package, they're not going to be like, oh, Whitney, this is made by Whitney. It's made by Val Stern, and that's a reflection on all of us. So whoever's logo gets picked and moves forward, I mean, all of us try to help that along and be the best that it can be. Because it's really about producing successful work for our, our clients and not just like promoting our own self-brand. In the end, everybody usually had a little bit of a hand in the final product. By the time it is final iteration, everybody's touched it a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, so, uh, what's it? What's it like working together as a team? Then, what's it like about Stern? What's the environment like? It's, it's funny. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of a uh, lot of uh, inappropriate jokes, but um, it keeps the camaraderie up. And I don't tell the other departments, but I think we're the most fun department in this. Uh, <laughs> the company, yeah. Uh, hear us. <laughs> no, but um, no, in all seriousness, uh, yeah, we get along very well, and. Um, yeah, like I said, there's no animosity towards each other. We, you know, all work together. We're always bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, it's pretty laid back around here, like in the in the studio. We go on walks uh, a couple times a day just to like get out of the office, get away from the computer for a little bit, clear your head. Um, Drink beer. Yeah, we got beer on tap here. We got cold brew on tap. Um, have a speaker here, so we play music throughout the whole studio. You know, and we all collaborate on that too. So it's just a it's a fun working environment and. Uh, yeah, it can get a little stressful sometimes, but for the most part, it's it's pretty lax. So yeah. yeah, and I think we're really lucky because Jeremy has carefully built this team. Like, every hire is considered, like, very heavily. Like, we don't just hire people randomly. We really want to make sure that they're a good fit for us, um, which I think has helped build this team that's, like, so integrated and awesome for us. Because um, there's nothing, like having someone who doesn't jive with the whole team 
uh, can really put a damper on just like the entire crew. So um, that's a really important part of, of why we work as a team. Yeah, actually, you're interrupting our walk right now, so we're going to go. We'll be back in like 20 minutes. <laughs> I, I'm have to incorporate that into my, my day. I think that's a really good really good idea, just to have a little walk around the street. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is hot, though. It's always yeah. hot, though. Very hot. Yeah. It will be raining here, so I'll just have to wear a jacket, jacket or something, or take an umbrella. Uh, but yeah, that's... that's the environment thing is, is huge. So what else have you got going on apart from beer taps? And is there anything else that keeps keeps the, keeps you sane in the studio? And what can other studios take from it? Um, I think just the leadership here, um, Tom and Kelly, they kind of have an environment where it's got a lot of pressure. You get, work, get your work done, do it well. Um, nobody's really on your, on your ass all day long. Um, it's pretty... Pretty laid back, I guess you can say. Like I know, a lot of people, uh, like at the conferences and things, they talk about freelancing and, and going out on your own and breaking free of the corporate thing. But it's not really like that here. Um, I think that's why everybody enjoys it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not. It's not. It's. It's not like work. Yeah. I we haven't don't. worked in years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. We don't like punch a clock. There isn't no. someone timing our lunches. They treat us like adults and. In turn, we get our stuff done and make sure we're not fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the big thing, too, is the benefit of working in an agency environment um, is, again, having the coworkers around you and being able to bounce ideas off and be social, and you're not just stuck in your house all day. And, you know, looking at Instagram for design inspiration or, you know, um, you can actually get real ideas off of real people and have a real conversation, and it makes the day go by quicker and... Um, it's just it's just a lot of fun here. So, and, you know, we don't have to chase clients. We don't have to chase them down for payment. We really don't have to interact with them a lot at all because we have account managers who email yeah. them and stuff. So, um, you know, that's a big part of it too. Is the agency gives you a lot of uh, padding where you can just focus on the work. Yeah, and it, everybody they have good people. So you work with people that you like working with, yeah. um, that you like and enjoy being around. If everybody was a bunch of jerks, then that would make things a lot, a lot harder. Um, no, I was gonna say, when someone does come in, so when you does come in, uh, how do you treat them? Like, do you go out for a big lunch, or how do you integrate them into into the studio? Haze them. I, yeah. mean, no. I feel like Michelle could probably answer that. Yeah, it's a new yeah. hire. Yeah. How did we treat you? Um, you guys treated me really well. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was actually really glad to find out how. Uh, weird everyone was mm -hmm. and in like a and like a fun um how much of a fun atmosphere this is you know because this is this is my first like actual job I guess I was doing a lot of temporary gigs and like um doing a lot of freelance work um mainly in the art realm so this is like my first actual design job um but it's been really nice getting to know everybody and their personalities are awesome and their work is amazing. And I've learned so much just being here, like asking them or, or seeing the work that they do. Um, so it's been really great, like overall a positive experience. Yeah, yeah. what's like the value of being around these sort of people, the people that are very similar to you? How do you, what do you get from them? Obviously it makes you 
it makes your work improve it makes you it makes you a bit happier because like you talked about earlier on if you don't have a happy environment it's not going to be it's not going to be great right yeah. i think we all um we all talk a lot i mean i see a lot of, i've seen a lot of thing um themes in studios where the, your designer will come in they'll put their headphones on and just kind of like go into their little bubble but um yeah. nobody really um does that here i mean if someone has a, a like a like a super tight deadline they might put their headphones in but really like we kind of just throughout the day we just kind of talk out loud to each other you know we don't really use um any kind of chat program to communicate if we need stuff if i need a file i'll just i'll say out loud hey whitney did you ever work on this or hey jason you know do you have this this picture i need so there's really lots of open communication in the studio and i think that helps because that just that just um you know gives everybody a familiarity with each other for when you know you do have you need some real advice or do have a problem or um, uh, need some help that we feel totally comfortable asking about it because if anybody here is overloaded on their worklets or anything I mean we have no problem just being like hey I'm super slammed today can somebody take this job for me and then any one of us you know will be like sure man just just send it over so I think um, that really helps to kind of like foster a good like tight knit creative atmosphere in the studio. And I think we put out uh, some of, like, I think we put out better work, too, because we kind of collaborate. So, it's, again, instead of doing something by yourself, you could be like, hey, what about these two font choices or something? Or should this element go here? And kind of bounce ideas off so you get, like, the better, a better project, I guess, out of it. So it helps to, again, have someone to collaborate with and not just be, you know, sitting there by yourself. So I think that's also a benefit of this. Yeah, one of our yeah. best designs was a website for an oyster company and we literally all sat pretty much in this spot with one person driving the computer and all of us designing it like out loud <laughs> and just with all of our brains put together ended up being like one of the best things that we've worked on um so much so that we won best in show at the, I uh, wasn't gonna oh, brag. Oh, it's gonna be humble, yeah. but it did win a best in show, and I think it just goes to show that the more you collaborate and the more you like lean on your friends and trust everyone, like the better your work can be. Rather than being in a silo and feeling like you don't want to show anyone your work, you just want it to be yours. Like at the end of the day, more brains are better than one. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we literally sit still. like really close to each other anyway, so you're going to see each other's work whether you want to or not. Mm -hmm. so, I, yeah. I like to spy on everyone's work, too. If you if you caught anyone not doing work, like looking at something they shouldn't be. Oh, oh that's like 99% <laughs> of our day, dude. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's looking at something sh they shouldn't be, they, we usually share it. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, look right. at this dog! <laughs> yeah. How do they... Well, actually, first of all, you've won tons of awards recently. Uh, like what was it? Eleven, eleven of those. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it looked like a diamond, like a like a pyramid. The Eddies? Yeah, oh, the pyramids Eddies. are oh. actually like public relations yeah. awards. Yeah. Which uh, we we have a very good public relations team yeah. that we work mm. with. There are. Oh yeah, and to clarify, we're not just like a design company. We're a full-fledged marketing firm. So yeah. we do PR, web design, graphic design, uh, social, digital media. Um, what else did I cover? The most of them. We, it's all encompassing, yeah. and so um, we, you know, we, we get awards for PR, we get awards for uh, advertising in general. There are design awards, so it's it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, we cover all all facets of marketing and advertising. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. We've done like videos, we've done animations. I mean, Brian's working on some animation now. I mean, we're kind of like, we really embrace the role of it as like a creative type of um, studio to where we just look to solve problems and we're not just like, we don't do that. We'll, you know, if the client needs something, we're gonna, we'll, we'll figure it out, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, that makes sense. And, and how do the projects, uh, when you're working together as a big group, how do they, how do they sort of work? How, do they, how is it structured? Um, Usually, I mean, there's like a main, yeah. yeah, you can kind of see behind us like all these different things we pin up on the wall, but usually there's like at least one main designer and then we'll put it up on the wall and pick it apart and give suggestions and it kind of goes from there. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah. On a logo project, like a typical um, branding project, uh, Jeremy will come to us and be like, this is a client, this is what we're looking for, this is what they're liked and disliked, and um, sometimes we'll do a... Um, um, discovery sessions where we'll go to the client's uh, place of work or they'll come to the office and then we, we just kind of take notes and pepper them with questions and, and see what kind of um, what kind of company they are, you know, um, what the people that lead the company, how they are. And then, uh, then we like go back to the studio, synthesize all our notes and information and then everybody goes in and they create their, um, their, their version of a logo and we'll throw them all up on the wall and then we just kind of sit around and you know talk about everybody's logo and make adjustments and critiques and things like that and then go back make all those and then we just do that over and over again until we have um, a few that we're really confident about yeah usually the wall will be covered with yeah. Yeah, designs yeah. that are not going to make it and just keep boiling it down they're the bits I enjoy the most, like just talking with other creatives and, and just going back and forth, and they just it just feels like a bit of an energy around it. It feels like you're actually creating something, or something's actually progressing. Whereas uh, I don't know about you guys, when I'm on, like, you work as a team, so I may not get it, but when I'm working on my own and I'm trying to do this on my own, it just doesn't go as far. So I think uh, I think when you're working in a studio, there's definitely that, that I don't know, there's, there's an energy between that go that goes around everyone that you sort of inspire each other and keep it. Keep uh, everyone, everyone sort of, um, what's the word? Energized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say sometimes, I mean, it's, it's good because sometimes if you're working by yourself, or at least for me, working by myself on something, I may have an idea that I think is just great, or I've already gone down the road with it, you know, quite a bit. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's really garbage, or it's not that great. But I need some new eyes on it. I've been looking at it so long, uh, you know, I get kind of stuck in that, in that groove or whatever. So it's good to have some other eyes on it to tell you. You know, Brian, this is, this is shit. There, there's yeah. also been instances where someone will put up a logo or a design and it's like, they're so in it, they can't see it, but it looks like, literally looks like a butt. <laughs> like there's a hidden butt in the design and you have to be like, all right, that logo's awesome, but all I can see is a butt. And that's like what I like to specialize in, in the studio, but um, sometimes you gotta point that out, you can't see it on your own. No, you'd rather catch it in the studio than the client be like, that's butt. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how many, how many of those you have clients found? Oh god, man! One time I was pitching a logo for this insurance agency, and it was supposed to be like an elephant. They were like an, they were big on elephants, <laughs> and it was a penis. Like, <laughs> yeah. And um, it was very obvious, but I was just so. It was just, this was in the agency I worked for here, but I was so locked in. I was like just making all these little tweets and just, like. Hey, Things and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, when you when you think you are, when you're working on a project and you design something and you think that's it, you get that little like rush of endorphins. You're like, I got it, 
I got it. But then I, when I showed it to them, they were like, that's penis. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's penis. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, and I had it, like, in mock-ups and, like, on shirts and stuff, you know? Like, a, oh, man. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, that's that. How about you guys? Ever, ever pitch a penis? I think so. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't come up yet. I painted that... Uh, what is it? Coffee bean? Oh, yeah. I paint murals on the side, uh, and I painted this coffee bean that was, like, cut in half. And then uh, I was at a restaurant, and somebody was like, I thought you meant to have it look like a vagina. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I see it now. And there wasn't just this one. There was, like, three. <laughs> <laughs> Trio of vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> you say that happens over coffee bean. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think finishing up on the stuff about environment, is there anything that you'd like to send to the to the guys up top about what what else would you add to your studio to to uh, to improve it or anything you like anything you would add? A large format printer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some equipment. That we if, you guys, want. if you guys are watching this podcast, <laughs> <If you're> watching. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> um, but I can't think of anything like really that needs to to change. Yeah, they they foster a really good environment here. Yeah. Um, again, the you know the upper management is great. Um, they you know like Whitney said earlier, they treat us like adults. They are not on our, breathing down our necks and stuff. Um, they kind of let us go at our own pace, do our own thing, as long as deadlines are met and we put out good work, which you know we do. But um, yeah, it's just I don't know, just really good work environment, good good colleagues. Um, the benefits are a plus, um, keep you motivated. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a good good environment here. They let us get away with a lot. I mean, because I, I can imagine them being in the, like, like Tom and Kelly be, or Jeremy being in their office going, like, what are they doing out there? Like, what is going on? Why are they carrying a large stick to the pod? Yeah, what, what, is, what is happening in the studio right now? It's science. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, like, to, to produce uh, really good creative work, you know, you got to be, you know, kind of happy. You know, we gotta be, have this like playful type of attitude sometimes, and because um, you know, no one's like cranking out super awesome creative work that it's like under pressure. You know, oh, I'm sure some people do, but for the most part, I think they're just fostering like a good, happy, jovial type of atmosphere where people are comfortable in produces a really good result. At least for us, it does. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about all the studios in the world, but the ones that I see that I like, they put out good work seem to have the most fun. Yeah. Um, and we were down at Crop, um, Snask was down there, and they seem to have a lot of fun and yeah. do a lot of good work. And I don't know, I just kind of, I like that, a fun environment. I've been in places where it's not so fun. And Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't see many design studios wearing suits every day, or, or the designers at the studios wearing suits and then putting out good work. I don't think... I don't think that happens. I don't know of any studios that wear suits every day. No, no. Yeah, that would be... I couldn't do that. Yeah, it'd be a little weird. <laughs> I don't even have a suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you guys keep it fresh every day? Because obviously you're coming to the same desk, and that was the big thing for me, not working at a studio, because it was just coming to exactly the same desk and, and going through the same sort of things. I know it's different projects, but going through the same sort of things every day. Um, how do you guys keep it fresh at, at Bowstone? Um... I don't know, and honestly, I don't think it's very much different than if you were like freelancing and you go to your office, um, or, you know, in your house or wherever you work, coffee shop or whatever. Um, 
the environment definitely plays a role, but, you know, we all have unique little vibes to our desks and stuff like that, so it's kind of, like, personalized. We're not sitting there with cubicles. It's a very open floor space um, or workspace, and, you know, we have our little knickknacks and everywhere, make us make it comfortable and, you know, um, and fun. So, um, I don't know. I, I mean, know. they let us um, redesign the studio recently to get new desks. Before, we had kind of, like, an Ikea setup, and everyone went... Everything was like a little rickety, and so we upgraded everything. So now we have standing desks, which helps a lot with just keeping your energy up. So you can kind of go from sitting to standing. Um, I mean, I think we just joke around enough that it's not as boring as like a normal office job. I mean, you get tedium no matter what you're going to do in an office. Um, there's always those same jobs you do every month that are going to feel a little tedious, but... I mean, you kind of just have to push through those and realize that you're in a good you're in a good spot. Just try to focus on that that positive side of it. And if you really wanted to, I mean, you, you got laptops. You can get up and move around and work elsewhere if you wanted to. And then in the summers, summers, right? Yeah. In the summer, we get every other mm. Friday. We can work from. Oh, yeah, that's or, true. You know, so that's that's cool. Um, it's just really just laid back. Yeah, like a normal daily routine that uh, I go through, which is, you know, I come in, um, hopefully not too late, and then, um, <laughs> you know, I like set up my computer, get some coffee, and then, you know, we all kind of talk about whatever, you know, someone makes some dad jokes or something. Someone. Yeah. So, I, well, when he makes good dad jokes. <laughs> I'm also a father who makes jokes. <laughs> you know, and, um... I, I, I kind of like the routine of it, you know, because you get into, like, like a flow, you know? like And then you, you, you open up your list of your things to do, and you know what's You kind of lay out your day mentally, and then you kind of just let it go. And then the day kind of breaks itself up with just us being around each other, you know? And that kind of keeps it spicy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think an office job is what you make of it. Like, yeah. it can be really tedious and boring, and, and there's definitely been times where I'm like, I just need to go away from my computer right now. But we break it up and we try to make each other laugh all day. I think that's what keeps us sane. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, to me, it goes by really quick. So 5 o'clock will hit. It'll be 5.30 before I realize it's time to go. You know, or 6 sometimes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really not like work for me. So that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. We know each other's vibes, too. Like, if somebody's stressed out, like, you know, if Jason's, like, on his keyboard, like, ah, you know, struggling, wrestling. Wrestling that code. Wrestling that code. <laughs> and, uh, and one of us will be like, hey, guy, everything okay? And then, you know, we can talk through whatever we're going through. And, and, yeah. Or just hand out projects. Like, yeah. Know, like, I'm, I'm normally the one that just kind of takes whatever uh, people need me to take. Um, so I kind of feel, I don't know, we just kind of take the pressure off of each other, too. Just, like, ask if we need help or whatever. Um, we're all there, so. Yeah. Yeah. It really sounds like you got it. You got it nailed because, I mean, it doesn't sound like the jobs I've had. So I think it might just be my my experiences compared to yours are, are just so much more entertaining and more um, refreshing. Refreshing every time you go and sit down. But you mentioned a good point, uh, Brennan, about the um, sort of not not going into work straight away. You said you have a little morning routine. You you get to work and then you have a bit of coffee and have a little chat before you start work. Is that something that you always do because it, it's hard to just switch on at nine o'clock and be creative right i mean that's what i do like i'll just you know just come in and just 
talk, start talking out loud you know, or just saying whatever. Yeah, you know? I know I get that cold brew in me and I'm like a chatterbox in the morning. So I'll be like, <laughs> look at this article I just found. Oh my God, this dog about a video, whatever. And, you know, just annoy everyone around me. I definitely need like at least 30 minutes to just kind of dick around on the computer, look at Reddit to warm up. Like, I can admit that I'm not designing at 835. <laughs> like, that's kind of crazy to me. Like, does anyone else have any uh, morning routines or, or stuff like that to get themselves uh, creative? Or do you, have, do you have any practices or exercises to get yourself creative? Coffee. Yeah. Coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. um. We were doing like push-ups for a while. Yeah. I don't know if that really helped, but <laughs> torture. <laughs> it was really hard. Yeah. It's fun. We put on some Olivia Newton-Johns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason is our studio DJ. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most of the time. I play the crunchy Ryan tunes in the studio to... here. Um, <laughs> like I said, we have a little we have a little uh, speaker underneath one of the desks, and um, <clears throat> I'll usually put on like a playlist or just play some stuff and take requests throughout the day if someone's in a certain mood or something. And we like to end the day usually on a Chuck Mangione, feels so good. Um, look that up, it's fantastic. If actually you could play the end of the podcast out with a little Chuck, that would be great. Yeah, that would be perfect. It is a 10 minute long song. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get copyright strikes. So yeah, yeah, if you could just call Chuck and figure that out. But um, our... our um, um, the CEO or Tom, who who's one of the leaders or, of this company, one of the owners of the company, he actually bought us the speaker for the studio. So I feel like it's, I mean, the people, um, um, Jeremy, Tom, and Kelly, kind of notice what's going on in the studio, and they actually they actually you know help promote it and, and help us out with it because we were just playing music off of Jason's laptop for like the longest time, and then Tom came in and he's like, hey. You guys want a speaker? And we we're like, hell yeah! <laughs> and, and, uh, so that's just like a, like one like little micro things like that that happen, kind of just kind of build build up the studio even make it even cooler to work here. So yeah, that's that's important having a good speaker in the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so apart from communication and sort of feeling each other out, I really guess I guess it takes a bit of time to to know what. Uh, other people are into and if you're if you're brand new to the studio it's probably quite difficult to to sort of fit in i guess because I, I, I guess it's different it's different for different studios obviously you you seem to be picked out depending on your uh personalities and seem to fit like a puzzle which is great um but how, have you got any other tips on teamwork and working as a team and not getting annoyed with each other uh, well we haven't always been successful in picking out people for the studio i mean we've had our you know our toxic team members in the past but um, that just kind of helped us um, kind of re- refine the, the hiring process and our input and the kind of people that we know we work together well with. So, um, yeah. Yeah, like, so for example, when I came on, you know, I met with Jeremy, um, and I met with, with Kelly, and then I met with, uh, I think, Brandon and Whitney. I think I met with Jeremy again for, like, coffee and stuff. Like, so it was, it was a process of getting to know, like, mm. checking me out. Is this guy all right? I don't know. Um, yeah, and I, I think when we bring someone on, like, y'all are also kind. I mean, we don't like to, like, we have a lot of inside jokes, but we don't like to, like, leave the new person out. So for Michelle, it was, like, a couple of weeks where we were, like, explaining everything so she could be in there with us. <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah, uh, 
God, I can only think of the most inappropriate don't, ones no, right don't now. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated the explanations. Yeah, so yeah. we're just like, like, oh, is it the one person or one situation? And then I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm caught up now. So I, I feel like I'm caught up now. Yeah. <laughs> like the Chuck Mangione. You know? Yeah, we're like, we don't, like, we love this song, but really it's like we play it when we're feeling stale and we want to jam out a little bit. Yeah. Like. Or, you know, the last ten minutes of the day, you put on the chuck and then you're like, right feel, out feel into the sunset. Into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, with being a youngster and working in a studio as well, it can be quite intimidating um, coming in and not knowing anyone or, or just, I mean, because so you say you have a few meetings before you get into a studio? So say as a new hire. So yeah, how many how many times do you have to get interviewed or, or chat with the team before you're actually in to Bellstar? Oh, I did one with the team and one with Jeremy. But I was right. I was recommended by um, a mutual friend and I think that's kinda what maybe that's also something that helps is having that connection with somebody who knows somebody that's good people, you know, or that's um, that they know is gonna be a fit. Hey, so well, there was there was more of a process. Yeah, I was saying I go back to, to not being a jerk, right? So it's kind of a small community of designers here, and you you can get known, you know. And if you're a hard person to work with, um, that's going to follow you, I think. Right. Um, at least here, maybe in bigger cities, probably not a, a big deal, but but here, you know, if the guy that recommended you is a good guy. You're a good person, you know. It'd be a lot easier. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, as a young designer, I always felt quite worried about going into a studio. It might just be the environment again. It just seems like you've got like, these guys got nailed. But Michelle, like, when you came in straight away, um, did you feel any um, in, like, were you worried at all about anything, or how did you deal with that initial sort of everything's new, scary factor? Oh. Um... I, I don't know, I guess it. just one day at a time, really. Um, right. uh, it, I was definitely nervous. I think uh, just being yourself is a, big, um, is, is a big part of it, you know, because there are a lot of things that I felt unsure about, like I don't know as much about design as I feel like I need to, but, um, but it was also like I'm also willing to learn, and just having that attitude, I think, is helpful. Um, going into any unknown is just being aware that, yeah, sometimes I'm not going to know what to do, but I'll learn and I'll just be myself and try the best that I can, I guess. And, uh, yes. oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. Oh, no, 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 I'm done. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was just trying to think of when I when had started, too, um, just as a, as a young designer coming in, just ask a lot of questions. Um, try and learn as much as you can from your colleagues because they're, they're there to help you. Um, you know, again, it's not like you're competing with them or anything like that. You're part of a team, so you all want to do good work. So just, I would say, ask a lot of questions, be open to learn, um, and yeah, just try and get some advice from, from the seniors, you know, in the building, because, you know, they went through the same exact thing you did. Like, everyone has always, has all started at ground zero, and, you know, you got to work your way up. So just be willing to learn, ask questions, and um, yeah. Yeah. That's something that I really appreciate, too, because I've been at other jobs before where if I asked a question, somebody would make me feel kind of stupid for asking, and that's never happened here. It's always felt like people are willing to take the time to explain or people are willing to send me a link to something or, you know, it, it, it feels like the ego is definitely out of the equation because we're all trying to reach that goal 
of having really successful work, and you can't do that mm -hmm. if you're bringing somebody else down that's on your team, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. as someone who's been in this team through a lot of different iterations of coworkers and, like, having finally gotten to, like, just, like, the symbio symbiosis of all of us, coming at it with kindness from both ends, like, the person asking the question, just complete kindness and, and just being open, and then the person answering the question, um, just being as kind as you can in general is just always going to help foster that team building that you want. Did, uh, did, did Bellstone have a reputation before you applied for the jobs? Did it? Did it have a? Did, did you guys know it was a, like a cool place to work before you applied? Um, I did like my normal kind of internet stalking before I applied. <laughs> you know, and Valstern, um came uh, r recommended. So, um, so yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I knew about Valstern a, a bit, a little bit more about the work um, rather than the actual environment. Um, I don't think I knew yeah. anybody who personally worked here. Um, but again, I did, you know, the internet thing, kind of poked around. Um, you know, I've interviewed at other agencies that I'm glad I did not get hired at. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I poked around there too. And uh, it was only after interviewing there that I found out how not great that place was. So I was happy to, when I got here and I met everybody, um, and actually saw what it was like. Um. Yeah, I mean, the other reason why I asked that is because it's it's interesting uh, for, for someone who is looking for a job and trying to find the right studio for them. Uh, it, it, all people can really go on is their social media accounts and their work. They don't really know the people that are there most of the time or they don't know exactly what the environment is like without having to ask someone. And it's... Uh, because even on social media, you know, you see, see people like Snacks, Snask, and for all I know, their their, their studio day to day life could be really bad. It could be could be really aggressive and horrible, but it, I mean, it probably isn't, but it, it might be. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's interesting to, to how how people pick um, their studios. So just wondering, sort of, what led you to pick Bow Stern, and um, why? Yeah, why did you think it was going to be a good place to work? Uh, for me personally, I um, before I worked at Bow Stern, I worked at a call center where I was helping like 70-year-old realtors work their terrible, outdated websites. <laughs> and so I was pretty much in a deep depression. <laughs> and uh, I actually saw the job listing on Reddit and the Tallahassee subreddit, and so I just went for it. I didn't know what Bow Stern was. Um, I went and interviewed, and it was a really small team, probably like eight or nine people at the time. And I actually, I stalked Jeremy on the internet and I discovered that he was British. Uh, yeah. he, was, uh, he posted something about toad in the hole and I had no idea what that was. Um, and so I just like went for it and was just so stoked to get out of my old job that I was just like, agency life, heck yeah, like let's do this. Um, and so I was just pleasantly surprised that it ended up being really awesome. So I think it can go both ways. Like, do you, do you know what Toad in the Hole is now? You looked it up. I looked it up. It's some kind of like hot dog coming out of a muffin or something. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Guess so. Do you know what Yorkshire pudding is? Have you heard of Yorkshire pudding? <laughs> no. It doesn't sound like it's actually pudding, though, is it? Yorkshire pudding is not really a pudding, though. No. So it's, it's, uh, Toad in the Hole is basically a sausage in, in Yorkshire pudding, so 
It's like it's like batter. It's uh, it's like a sausage in batter. It's quite nice. A bit of uh, like a pig in a blanket. blanket. <laughs> uh, no, a pig in blankets. Uh, bacon and sausage and bacon. Oh, we have okay. different pigs yeah. and blankets. Yeah. We, have, we, have a, we have an American version of a pig in a blanket then, I guess. <laughs> when I grew up, like my mom would make toad in the hole, but it was like a piece of bread that you cut a circle out of, and then you put an egg in, put an egg egg in it, and then you fry it in like butter. No, that's an egg in the bee. Egg in the bee? Yeah. Egg in a basket. Uh, egg in the yeah. bee? Egg in the bee. Yeah, it's egg in the bread. It's egg in the bee. Yeah. <laughs> she called it a toad in the hole. I thought it was a toad in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I left out that part, but yeah. <laughs> You'd have to have a company trip to the UK and I'll treat you to a Toad in the Hole. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Jeremy has to cook it for you. That's what you can do. You can get Jeremy's cooking. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would be nice. oh, yeah. Uh, Jeremy is a really good baker. I don't know if you mentioned this last time, oh, but we have, um, we have monthly company-wide bake-offs. And it's like uh, there will be an ingredient theme, and um, and whoever wants to participate will bake something in that theme. Like this next one coming up is cinnamon, so we got to make something with cinnamon, and it has to be baked. All right, I know people don't bake stuff, but it, it needs to be baked. I'm, nobody else seems to care. You get really worked up about it. So. <laughs> but um, but make a freezer cake, you're dead. Jer- <laughs> Jeremy makes some awesome stuff. Like it is, it looks like baked, like professional. Bakery level. Are we sure it was him and not his wife? Oh, <laughs> sure? oh don't say that to him. It's definitely him. He's pretty, I think he's pretty honest yeah, about it. It's consistency. You know, we've been doing big offs for like years. Right. So um, everything he does is really good. So. I have to say, as a team, we dominate that bake off. Like, I think we've won more than any other division. So I've only won once. What do you won like six <laughs> times? Yeah, every time you win, you get a little pin. Little, little big off championship. Oh, oh that's cool. So, when he collects them. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's good. Let's get him on a, like a name badge. Like, you know, do you know do they do it in America with McDonald's? They have like the stars on the name badge. That's to get him. Oh, don't worry. It's, it must be British. <laughs> 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 so, in McDonald's, they have like, they have on their name badge, they have stars to show like the ranking of the person at McDonald's, the worker. Oh, like, like in a normal a, job? Yeah, chef. No, McDonald's. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. I don't think we rank our McDonald's yeah. workers here. Oh. Unfortunately. Oh. So like basically, like the the person with the most badges or the most stars is is like the highest person. Okay. Yeah. It's like the more flair you got. Yeah, flair. The more flair you have, the higher you rank at McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> uh, last like few questions. First, first of all, for young, going back to young people again. Um, what advice have you got for people getting noticed, like in job interviews or wanting to come into an agency or an agency life? What what sort of stuff can they do to to get noticed? I'd say build a portfolio, like really build a portfolio, um, and not be a jerk. <laughs> I think that's like if you're a good person and you got good work, you, know, you show up on time or show up. That's all I can think. I mean, yeah, yeah I think- so just like um, be honest. You know, because um, you're around like like-minded people. You know, just because we're, you know, just because I've been in the industry for like 15 years or so, doesn't mean that our, our problems are that much different. Because we're all trying to solve the same kind of design problem. You know, just being open and, and communicate your ideas and and just um, yeah. Yeah, I think cool. presenting as a team player and someone who's like kind and humble yeah, is really important. Um, I also think, 
at least for our industry, lying about your skills is, is definitely not going to work out because the minute you get on the job, it, you're going to be seen through like immediately and everyone else is going to have to pick up the slack and resent you for it or be <laughs> like constantly teaching you what you said you were able to do, which is really frustrating. And um, so lying about uh, stuff like that, I would say, is definitely is going to just hurt you in the long run. And don't like, don't beat yourself down. You know, it's easy to like go on uh, on Instagram and see all this amazing work that people are doing, and then you see your own work and you're like, oh god, it's, it's, you know, when am I going to get good or when am I going to suck? Just just build yourself up. You know, like notice that you have a gift, you have a skill, and it's valuable, and recognize that. And when you go into a job interview or something like that, be like, this is this, this is the great stuff that I do. Don't be like, oh, this is the kind of the this is the things I do. You know, just be proud of what you what, what you produce. Yeah, and don't. Don't hold yourself back. Like, don't think I'm not good enough for that studio because yeah. you don't know what they're looking for. Like, um, like here, for example, we're looking for good people, like the core of the person. And um, I know it's free, you know, if you are afraid that an, an agency is going to say no to you because you don't feel like you're good enough, like, that's okay. At least you tried. Like, they could have said yes. So I think... Um, just putting yourself out there as much as possible and just trying to push past that fear that you're not good enough is probably pretty important for someone starting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody, all of us go through like the imposter syndrome at, at some point. No, oh, I still do. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, like that my, never leaves my day-to-day yeah, life. Yeah, yeah truthfully, <laughs> it never really goes away. You know, you're just going to have to, you're just gonna have to, to, to learn how to cope with it and just put yourself out there. I, and that, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh I was just... Oh, wait, go off of his idea, because mine's separate from that. Uh, I, was, I was just going to say, and be open to uh, constructive critiques, too. Don't, yes. don't get your feelings hurt. You know, it's about the work. Um, usually, somebody's giving you advice or critiques, you know, they've been around a while, um, and they probably know what they're talking about. Not all the time, but mm. um, they know what they're talking about. And just be willing to learn, especially when you're coming out of school or whatever. Um, just be willing to learn and, and be open to critique and, and, and self-critique. Don't think everything you do is so wonderful and precious because they told you that in school. Yeah, you can't really have a, you can't really have a thin skin in this kind of game. Um, and it's it's nothing personal either. Going off what Brian said, like they're there to help. If you you know get a critique, like again, be willing to learn. Um, take critique. It's not a personal attack on you. It's trying to make your work better. So you got to kind of separate the personal from the work that you're doing because you may love what you're doing or think you yeah, got a great idea and you're going the right direction, but it might not be the solution to the design problem that you need. And so you kind of have to separate your ego from it and just kind of, you know, again, be willing to accept criticism and don't take it personally and just be open and willing to learn. And um, yeah, because they're there to help you. Um, also, in your interview, dress nice. Um, that always helps. <laughs> Even if it's just for the interview, you want a first impression means a lot, and so you kind of want to drive that point home. Um, Don't bring a dirty-ass shirt. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? So, yeah, yeah, and you can wear a suit to the interview and then just ask what your dress code is. Right. But know? first impressions are important, so, um, yeah, look nice. I think a big thing, too, is being connected with, the designers in your community because if I didn't know the person that we mutually know like I wouldn't have known about the position that's open here because it wasn't like it was advertised or anything um, but I think an important part of that too is learning uh, so if you're starting out as a designer 
you want to know more, it's nice to be able to know other designers. Maybe you might find one that you really look up to or that has more experience than you, so maybe you can ask them questions. Um, that's just part of learning, like maybe what, uh, maybe what position you want to be in too, or what you want to do, like right after college, or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I want to shout out our local chapter of AIGA. We're we've been around for like probably almost a year, right? Over a year. Over, Over a year, year. Mm -hmm. and. That's how we found Michelle, and it's just been like a really thriving, growing community lately. It's been pretty awesome. So, if you're a new designer, join your AIGA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's gonna help a lot. Is there a British version of AIGA? See, I, I was thinking about this. I'm not sure. I don't know. I have to look it up. <laughs> Doesn't help, does it? Uh, there's an association of illustrators, so there's like a, a there's an illustrator sort of version. Um, there's there's quite a few design meetups, and there's loads of like local bits and bobs and things you can go to to come and go and see people so there's definitely yeah, it's, it's a great it's a great networking tool um and it's getting all the creatives you know in the in the community together and um just you know getting the camaraderie and just yeah furthering design in your community and so it's been very beneficial for tallahassee it's been a lot of fun so nice that's to the top advice as well uh, the next one is it's more like life advice has got anything outside of design that uh, you would uh, advise people or, or things to do or traits to have outside of design have hobbies definitely have hobbies like it's it's fun to design in your free time as well but you kind of need to get away from that a little bit and to, to keep sane um, for instance on the weekends I go kayaking I try and go out and um, I go oh, camping I do like outdoorsy stuff so I want to get away from the computer get out of my house um, you just have to, yeah just like an overall healthy you know it's a healthy thing to have um, to have like a good lifestyle so just have hobbies and, you know, do stuff other than design, too. Because that brings an inspiration to your work as well, so. Yeah, I would say just same thing. Just have a life outside of design and read books, do whatever it is you do. Because that, that stuff does come into play when you're designing. I mean, your brain takes in all this stuff and it synthesizes it. And, you know, when you're working on something, it comes out maybe subconsciously. But if you're just staring at dribble all day... You know, when you go home, I mean, your, your work's going to look exactly like everybody else's work. So, obviously, just go out Yeah, have a, have I think we're really lucky here, too, because we have, like, a really good work-life balance that's, like, very fostered by upper management. So, I know a lot of agencies out there are, like, nose to the grind, get it done, even if you're, you're here until midnight. But we have a lot of flexibility with work-life balance, and I think if you're first starting out, that maybe you want that grind because you don't, like have maybe you don't have a family yet or maybe you know you are developing hobbies you're not sure what you want to do outside work but I think finding that balance is is pretty important to staying sane yeah um, so Tom and Kelly really run a company that has a, a good focus on um, family life and, and balance so I know that you know if my if my daughter gets sick at school and I gotta go pick her up I can work from home the rest of the day or I can just take the half a day off and they're, they're, they're okay with that. And I know we have a good team here that if I had anything that was pressing that day that they would, they would cover the slack for me if something came up. So just, um, just, just working together and having upper management that kind of, kind of helps you along and helps you manage your life. Yeah, we don't really get any pressure here to work past, past five. Yeah, I think you know. I've been here six years and I think in that amount of time I've probably worked late like five times or something like where I've been like this just has to be done by tomorrow for the client and just I'll stay up until 10 and do it 
that like is very rare here, which yeah. is that's like, cool. super important. But I will say like sometimes, and it's just me because I like to do it. I have an idea. One o'clock in the morning, and I just open up my laptop and start fiddling around with stuff. But I just it's that's fun to me. You know, it's not work. So like I said, I, I haven't actually had I haven't worked like work in years. Nice. Uh, have you got any best purchases under a hundred dollars? Best purchases? Yeah. Like in what context? Like anything. We have standing desks, so shoes are good for standing. I got a really sweet mouse pad recently. <laughs> that was ten dollars, and song. it extends the length of your keyboard, and it holds your mouse as well. And so my wrists are nice and padded when I can put on my desk. It's, cool. it's great. And that was probably only like fifteen dollars. Yeah, so. ten. Good purchase. Yeah. Um, little little things to make you comfortable at work definitely uh, benefit you. So yeah. That's oh, good. I bought a, there's this really cool store called Bando. They had like a huge sale. So I got a planner. Pretty sweet. <laughs> Stickers. <laughs> Hell yeah. Stickers and some colorful pens. I like. Nice. Um, Arts. Support your local artists. There you yeah. go. If they're good. Go. If they're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do not support the stuffy artists. Studio-wise, I don't know how much that speaker was, but that was a good investment. That was not under $100. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a lot more than that. I wouldn't um, buy it. it was... I think that's going to be my first purchase if, if I ever get a studio, like a proper one. Like I swim, a really good speaker is going to be the first one. And then it's going to be a standing desk. I've always wanted one of those. <laughs> <laughs> good speaker and a standing desk is all you need. That's all you need. Exactly. Yeah, put yes. it on the list. <laughs> um, if anyone's listening and wants to lend me loads of money to do that, then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's it pretty much. Is it, uh, don't got any uh, social, well, anything else you want to add first? Anything else you want to say or, or add? Anything you want to plug for Um, you can, I don't know, man. Yeah. Follow Bow Stern on Instagram. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, a Bow, Bow Sternogram. So B O W S T E R N. A-G-R-A. So yeah, yeah. That, was hard, that was hard to work out there. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all on social media, some other way or form, so yeah, just, yeah. you want to see what we're up to, we're all pretty active. You want to say our handles? Yeah, 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 say all your Instagram handles. Cause... I don't know, let me look it up. Um, <laughs> my Instagram handle is just at Brandon Sullivan, B-R-A-N-N-O-N-S-O-L-O, my name. Yeah, if you want to see some uh, some design work and really cool nature, um, follow Lazy Bones, Lazy underscore Bones with a Z, and then another underscore. And I'm a uh, Wit underscore MCT. And I'm Smish 
S M E E S H underscore B B. Okay, nice one. Mostly art related stuff on there. Um, all the stuff I do outside, plus design work. And did you go already, Bert? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, and I'm a uh, I'm Golgo seventy nine. So that's G O L G O seven nine. I'm rarely put anything on there, but if you want to see it, there it is. <laughs> nice one. I'm just trying to follow everyone whilst uh, whilst everyone says it. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I'll, I'll put I'll put everyone's uh, accounts in the in the description of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. yeah. So it's done. Um, yeah, thank you very much for doing this. It's just about an hour. It's brilliant. Lovely. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it was good seeing you again, man. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I did chat with five people that is new on the podcast, which is awesome. Um, and chatting with another design studio is always good too. So I'd never went to the list. Like I say about the crop um, story, that they really did help me out that day. So thank you very much again to you guys for helping me out and getting me back to the airport. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be here without you, literally. Um, yeah, thank you very much to Jeremy for setting this up as well. And yeah. If you liked it, share it on social media and please do leave a review on iTunes. They really do help. Uh, it's Creative Waffle Podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment down below. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, like the video, uh, share it around on Instagram at Creative Waffle. And I'll see you in the next week's episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. There's plenty of other episodes out there. Uh, There's 160 odd now. So uh, please do go check out the other ones. We've got you know, the likes of Paula Scher, Stefan Sagmeister, Aaron Draplin. I've been on there a couple of times. So yeah, loads and loads of episodes to check out, uh, along with all the other cool designers. I'll see you next week for another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Cheers. <laughs>